0: hi and welcome to the day trading for beginners podcast this is episode 12 and in this episode we are talking about Forex so we're going to talk about Forex trading for beginners this is going to be a very beginner friendly podcast sort of like an introduction to the Forex market now my name is Tyler Stokes from stokestrades.com I'm on a mission to become a full-time day trader and we are sort of ending the first phase of of this journey, where we have sort of reviewed a lot of stock market basics. So we talked about stocks, we talked about bonds, ETFs, then we talked about you know commodities in the futures market, uh, and we talked about options and short selling. And then now we're sort of wrapping it up with the forex market. And these are sort of the things that you can day trade. So in the next podcast, we're sort of going to do a recap uh, and then talk about the decision that you're going to have to make. Uh, you know, deciding on what market you maybe want to start uh trading in. And then we're going to open a brokerage account uh, and then continue on with this journey. So if you ever want a blueprint of the steps that I'm taking for the first six months, uh, you can download that in the show notes, or you can go to stokestrades.com forward slash blueprint, where you can download and get an update of this journey that we are on. So let's jump right into it and talk about uh forex for beginners. So what we're going to talk about here is we're going to talk about you know what forex actually is and how the trading works for this market, and then I want to talk about leverage and then some of the reasons why this is very popular for beginner day traders. So that's sort of like the agenda for uh, this podcast. So uh, like many of the other uh, podcasts we've done, I've sort of gone and asked. Uh, the AI tool from X called Grok to sort of give us a fun definition of some of these instruments. Uh, and then we can kind of read through that and then go on to further uh, deeper dives into the actual uh, components. So here's what Grok has sort of told us about Forex. Forex or FX uh, is short for the foreign exchange market. So it's a global marketplace where currencies are are traded. It's like a massive international game of monopoly where the currencies are the properties and the players are trying to make the most profit. Now, the market is open 24 hours a day, five days a week, and it is the largest financial market in the world with an estimated daily trading volume of more than $6.5 trillion. Now, Forex trading is like playing a game of poker with the world economy. You're trying to predict which currencies will go up in value and which will go down, and then you make your bets accordingly. So it's a high stakes game, but the rewards can be great if you know what you're doing. But, you know, how do you know which way the currency winds will blow? Enter the fun and mysterious world of fundamental and technical analysis. Fundamental analysis is like being a detective digging into a country's economic and political news to uncover clues about its currency future. Technical analysis, on the other hand, is like being a fortune teller using charts and patterns to predict the future movements of currency pairs. Forex trading is an exciting and potentially lucrative way to make money, but it's also a risky game that requires skill and knowledge. So if you're ready to take the plunge, put on your poker face and get ready to play the game. So there's a sort of fun description of what the Forex market is. So basically, you know, Forex, it's a worldwide financial market where individuals can trade currency. So you're buying and selling, you know, another country's money, so to speak. So, you know, how does this really work? Well, the market is decentralized. And when you say, that. And when you hear that, or when I heard that, you know, I sort of needed to get a little bit better of an explanation of what that means. There's a lot of jargon in the finance uh, world. Uh, Sometimes you're going to run up against it and you just need to sort of do a Google search and just get an understanding of what some of these definitions are. And you'll understand that, you know, they're relatively easy to understand, but some of the words sort of sound um, a little bit intimidating or, um, you know, confusing like derivatives or arbitrage or things like that. Uh, So decentralized, what does that really mean? Well, you know, imagine a big school playground where kids trade stickers with each other. There's no single place or special uh, teacher controlling, you know, where and when these trades happen. Instead, you know, kids trade stickers directly with each other all over the playground, wherever uh, they want there's no central sort of authority making rules for how these uh, kids trade these stickers. Well, the Forex market, it's like that playground. It's decentralized, which means there's no single location or like central exchange where all currency trades happen. Uh, Instead, currency trading, it's done electronically over the counter, OTC, uh, which means all transactions occur via computer networks among traders. Around the world, rather than through one centralized uh, exchange. So, banks, you know, financial institutions, corporations, governments, and individual traders like us, we can exchange currencies with each other directly. You know, no matter uh, where we are uh, in the world. And this decentralized nature allows forex market uh, to be operating. You know, twenty four hours a day, five uh, days a week. Now, obviously, you're going to do this through some sort of broker, uh, but Uh, you can see that there's not sort of one hub for these trades to happen. So, you know, just like the kids trading stickers with each other uh, whenever they want, traders in the Forex market can trade currencies at any time during the trading week from anywhere uh, in the world. Uh, There's always someone to trade with, just like there's another kid who's going to want to Uh, trade stickers on the playground. So that's sort of decentralized and hopefully that's a little bit of a better uh, understanding of how it works. Now there's another sort of example we can kind of go through which will allow you to understand how a Forex transaction works because you've probably uh, done this um, before. I know I have and many people have even when you're purchasing things you sort of go through this but you know imagine you're planning a trip across the border from usa to canada before you go obviously you realize you need some canadian dollars to spend while you're there in canada so you take some of your us dollars and you want to swap it for canadian dollars so you know you walk up to a money exchange which are located at airports but there's you know currency exchange uh, businesses maybe in your city as well and you see a board showing the different uh, money values Uh, and the different exchange rates. And, you know, you find the Canadian dollar uh, listed and it might say, you know, one US dollar gets you 1.3 Canadian dollars. And you think, you know, cool, that's, you know, my money making more money for me. So you exchange, you know, a thousand dollars for your trip and you're going to get 1300 Canadian dollars back. So without knowing it or, or with knowing it, you know, you've just taken part in the Forex market by swapping, you know, one kind of money for another. You sold your US dollars and you bought Canadian dollars. So you a thousand US dollars got you 1300 Canadian dollars. Now when your trip's over you might have some Canadian dollars left and obviously you want to change them back when you go back home and now you notice that the exchange rate has changed. So one US dollar maybe now gives you 1.2 Canadian dollars instead of 1.3. So the numbers moved a little bit. And if the exchange rate went from one U.S. dollar equals 1.3 Canadian dollars to one U.S. dollar now equals 1.2 Canadian dollars, the purchasing power of the United States dollar, U.S. dollar uh, in terms of Canadian dollars, it's gone down indicating you know, a weakening US dollar. So before your one US dollar got you 1.3 Canadian dollars, now your one US dollar is only getting you 1.2 Canadian dollars. So its purchasing power relative to the Canadian dollar has gone down. So when you change back your Canadian dollars, you're going to notice that you might get a little bit more. Now, instead of one Canadian dollar giving you, you know, 75 cents as it would with the original exchange rate, now you get you know 80 cents for that dollar. So sometimes when you talk about those or you're listening to that you might need to write it out and do that fraction, you know, simp- a little bit of simple math. I can get a little bit confusing, but there 1 US dollar went down from 1.3 Canadian to 1.2. So in terms of the Canadian dollar, the US dollar has lost a little bit of purchasing power. And when you exchange your Canadian dollars back to US, you're going to get a little bit more US dollars. So this change in money value that is what traders in the forex market try to make money from and in order to do that and trade on the fx market uh, they're going to be uh, trading in currency pairs so just like that sort of us canadian one uh, the forex market is made up of these currency pairs which sort of represents the exchange rate between the two currencies So we're going to run through uh, an example Uh, in the show notes. uh, There's going to be a link to a YouTube video of this discussion and that might help you. You can also access the full article if you need to kind of read through this um, a few times. But when these currency pairs are listed, um, you know, you might see them or they'd be listed as uh, euro slash USD. So if you're going to uh, trade uh, this currency pair, the euro and the United States dollar, uh, then it would be listed as EUR, so euro slash USD, uh, the United States dollar. And the first currency listed in a set of pairs is called the base currency. And the second currency is called the quote currency. Now, when I was looking at this, I was wondering, you know, can it also be listed the other way around, USD slash euro? Well, uh, the way that these currency pairs are listed uh, is sort of like um, a specific way. So the euro USD, that's a common, widely traded currency pair. But, you know, if you were to flip that USD euro, that is not, you know, conventionally uh, traded. So, traders and financial markets, uh, what you would need to do is you would just sort of inverse that if you wanted to understand what one USD uh, gave you in terms of. Uh, euro. So that wouldn't be a standard uh, convention in the Forex market. Uh, So we're not going to talk about all the different currency pairs here, but basically they'll all be written in a specific way and that's sort of how they are quoted. Some countries will be the base and some will be the quote uh, and that's just sort of how they are read. I'm not going to go through all the currency pairs here, uh, but what you could uh, know, which is sort of a general point, is that The currency pairs that have USD um, in them are generally traded uh, the most. So you're going to have, you know, the British pound against the USD. You're going to have the euro against the USD. That's one of the most popular. You'll have uh, the Canadian dollar and the USD uh, and so on. So the way they are listed is sort of um, the conventional way uh, that they are uh, listed. So, you know, how uh, these actually work again, the base. And the quote currency. So the first listing is going to be the base. uh, And then the second listing is going to be the quote. So if, uh, for example, the euro against the USD, if, you know, EUR slash USD is trading at 1.2, what that means is that one euro is equivalent to 1.2 US. Dollars. And then you know, if you wanted to see what US dollars were worth in terms of euro, then you'd have to just sort of manually do a little fraction there. So when you're you know buying and selling and trading in the forex market, you will trade a currency pair. So you essentially you buy one currency while simultaneously selling the other one. So if you buy EUR slash USD, the euro against the USD, you're essentially buying euros and selling US dollars, just like we kind of talked about uh, in that example, when you're going over the border, you know, you're going to sell your United States dollar and buy Canadian dollars sort of at the same time. Uh, that's what goes on here when you are um, buying and selling these pairs. So this um, concept of sort of buying and selling at the same time, uh, might seem a little bit confusing, but you know, in essence, you know, when you buy a currency pair, you're buying the first one which is the base currency uh, and then you're selling the equivalent amount in the second the quote uh, currency so if you were to sell the pair you'd be doing the opposite you'd be selling the base uh, and then you are buying the quote so when you sort of go through uh, examples whether you read through this um, article that's in the show notes or watch the video uh, it should be a little bit uh, more clear but you know the profit or loss from your trade it's going to depend on the movement of the exchange rate between the two currencies from the point where you know sort you entered the trade to where uh, you exited. So whether you're you know buying or selling a pair, you're always engaging uh, in two actions at once uh, due to the nature of you know these currencies being traded um, in pairs. So I'm going to go through uh, an example here, and hopefully it gets a little bit more clear. So you know your step one if you were to kind of like go through a real example here, what you're going to first do is you're going to choose, you know, a currency pair to trade. So let's pretend we decide to trade the, one of the most popular ones, the Euro USD pair. So the Euro is the base and the USD is the quote and the current exchange rate, we're going to pretend it's 1.2. Again, this means that one Euro equals 1.2 us dollars. So after, you know, conducting your research, your analysis, whether that's technical analysis or, you know, some fundamental issues going on in the world, you believe that the Euro will strengthen against the US dollar. Uh, This belief uh, leads you to buy this pair. So you want to buy the Euro uh, USD pair. So you enter a buy order for uh, this pair and the exchange rate of 1.2. So what happens is you are buying Euros and you're selling the equivalent amount of U.S. dollars. So let's say you buy a 1,000 euros. That's going to cost you 1,200 U.S. dollars. Now, suppose your analysis, it's correct. The exchange rate for euro USD increases to maybe 1.21 due to whatever reasons the euro is strengthening against the dollar. Now you decide to sell. So you want to close out your position. And... Your 1,000 euros, they're now worth 1,210 US dollars. So you profited in this trade by $10. The exchange rate went up in your favor and you you sell uh, the euros and you buy back the US dollars uh, and you receive 10 more dollars than you did when you initiated uh, the trade. So that's just a very sort of simple way of how a trade works with uh, these currency uh, pair. So, you know, when you bought that, you were expecting the value of the euro to go up relative to the U.S. dollar. Uh, And then when you sold it back at a higher rate, you're exchanging the euros back for U.S. dollars. Uh, And then that profit or loss comes from the exchange rate movement, you know, when you entered uh, the trade. So when you bought the pair and then when you sold um, the pair. So your aim is really to predict the direction in which the exchange rate between two currencies will move and then trade accordingly. Now you might think, you know, oh, I made $10 there. Well, there's this concept of leverage with this market. That's very uh, important because some of the ways that uh, Forex is traded, it's traded in what's called lots. And we're not going to get into that uh, in this discussion, but you know, there are some technical uh, differences and things to learn in terms of, uh, buying and selling uh, in this market, which is quite different from just buying a stock. But uh, we will talk about leverage here because uh, what it does, it's going to increase your buying power, allowing you to control a larger position with a small amount of money. And that's what's kind of popular about the Forex market, but certainly it's a double uh, edged sword. So let's run through an example where we're looking at leverage of one to 100. And again, this is just for example uh, purposes, but, you know, the way it works is you can certainly, you know, double your money, but there are a lot of risks on the downside as well. So let's talk about this leverage ratio. We'll talk about it as one to 100. And then we'll just pretend your capital, your initial investment is going to be uh, just $1,000. So if you use leverage of one to 100, what this means is that every $1 of your own capital, you can control $100 in the Forex market. So your $1,000 can control a position worth $100,000. So there's going to be, you know, two ways that your trade could go. Either it's going to be profitable or it's not. So let's look at this first scenario. I uh, suppose you use your thousand to control a hundred thousand position. Uh, and the currency pair you're trading moves by one percent so this movement on a hundred thousand position equals one thousand dollars gain so with no leverage a one percent move on your 100 on your one thousand investment it's going to make you ten dollars with a one to 100 leverage uh, the same one percent has moved and your gain is a thousand dollars effectively doubling your investment but if the market moves 1% against you, you would lose your entire $1,000 initial uh, investment, uh, which uh, would wipe out your account, so to speak. So without leverage, you know, a 1% move against you would just result in a $10 loss. You're sort of still in the game. But if you have leverage and it goes down by 1%, you know, it wipes out your total account. So that's sort of an extreme example with just a small account of a thousand dollars using a large amount of leverage. But there are some key points um, just to note from this basic uh, example, you know, leverage is going to amplify your profits, but also your losses. So it can significantly increase how much you uh, make. But on the flip side, you know, if it goes against you, it could wipe you out. Uh, and then there's things called margin calls, where you know if your losses are approaching your initial deposit. So if your losses are getting close to your a thousand dollars, there, you know, the broker may issue a margin call requiring you to deposit uh, more funds. Now, in this example, um, you know, you would probably be using a broker where you might be able to set up uh, an agreement where you can't have a negative balance and basically if the market moved a thousand or one percent against you your account is just going to be wiped out wiped out you're not going to have any negative balance but there are cases where you know if it keeps going by you and you can't meet these margin calls uh, you can't deposit any more funds or you don't close out your position and you have, don't have an agreement that you can't go negative there are certain cases where uh, you know you might have a negative balance and you might owe your broker money so you certainly don't want to get involved um, with that but you know for margin calls in general sometimes if you know you have more funds in your account uh, you might be asked to you know make more deposits to kind of get your balance back uh, on par or you know you might be told hey you're approaching um, you know losing all your money in your account Um, either add more or we're going to close out this account so in this example, you can see how 1% move against you, you're wiped out. You certainly would not want to do that, but you can start with leverage with different amounts. You can start at a leverage position of maybe 50 to one. So it's less. or even, you know, you can, um, trade in the Forex market with much smaller amounts, like micro, um, like a micro account, meaning uh, you're not risking as much and you can start leverage positions, maybe even 10 to one, uh, instead at the beginning. And certainly, you know, as beginner trade traders, we certainly only want to trade uh, paper accounts until we get a strategy that works. But, you know, leverage is important to discuss in the forex market because uh, that is certainly a tool that many people use. And that's one of the reasons why uh, it is very uh, popular for uh, beginners. You know, there's low entry uh, to enter this market compared to some other ones, you know, starting trading forex uh, you can do so with a relatively small amount of capital and you can, you can use uh, that leverage that we talked about. You know many brokers, again, they offer this micro or mini accounts, which allow traders to start trading with really low amounts of initial investments and you sort of can't always do that when you're investing in other um, types of securities like stocks uh, and whatnot. So this accessibility makes the Forex market attractive to individuals. Uh, who might not have substantial capital to start trading uh, right away. Now, the other reason, uh, which is going to be uh, attractive for many people, especially us beginners, you know, if you're doing this, uh, you have a job right now and you're sort of learning um, as a side hustle, maybe at night you're studying or, you know, doing things on the weekend. That's certainly what I'm doing right now. Uh, the 24 hour market uh, can be attractive, Uh, for uh, people like us who are uh, beginners. It's open 24 hours a day, five days a week. So this flexibility, it's going to allow traders to engage uh, in trading when their other commitments Um, are put on hold. So whether you're, you know, raising kids and family, I personally have a young little guy that I'm looking after right now. So, uh, for me, I'm not going to start trading till, um, you know, in the future. But if I were to want to trade right now, you know, I couldn't do that when the stock market opens at, you know, 930 uh, Eastern time. I would maybe want to look. Uh, into this market. So it's certainly a reason why uh, it is popular. And then lastly, uh, there's this idea of liquidity and I'll just talk about it briefly here uh, because sometimes, you know, if you're a beginner and you hear the word liquidity, you might not really know exactly what it means. But uh, in terms of the forex market, because it's such a large, large uh, market, it's the biggest financial market in the world. It has high liquidity, which means that, you know, large trades can be executed quickly with minimal sort of price slippage. And this is um, an advantage for day traders uh, where speed and price efficiency are crucial. Um, So, you know, there's this notion of, you know, the bid and ask price. Well, sometimes if you're trading and you want to buy and sell within the same day or relatively quickly uh, with high liquidity markets, uh, the bid and ask price the difference there is going to be small so you know uh, if you buy say at 100 but when you turn around you want to sell it uh, in a low liquidity uh, environment you might only be able to sell it for maybe 102 dollars so you're going to lose that difference there and that's referred to like as the cost of trading but with forex you know the cost of trading is low because there's always going to be buyers um, and sellers so if you sort of imagined you know you're at this huge bustling market where lots of people are buying and selling fruits uh, every second Uh, because there are many, many buyers and many sellers. You can easily, you know, buy a bunch of apples or sell your oranges. Well, the Forex market, it's sort of like this fruit market, but for the currencies, high liquidity, what it means is there's always uh, um, lots of buyers and lots of sellers. So you can quickly and easily uh, trade your currencies without a big difference in price for when you decide to actually make your trade. And again, this makes it easy to exit and enter trades and then it reduces that cost that's associated with the difference between what you buy and what you sell uh, so uh, that's an advantage as well especially um, if you are doing day trading and that is certainly what we're talking about um, on this journey so i think we'll stop there i think that's a good introduction to the forex market things that we didn't touch on were the way these are traded um, that is certainly um, another discussion that we might have in the future, the way uh, you buy and sell and the different, um, it's called pips, um, and lots, uh, and, and whatnot. So it's a little bit more of a technical discussion that I think will hold off into the future. But I think that was a good sort of a beginner introduction to the Forex market. And again, there's a lot of reasons why beginners might want to get into this market. Um, and hopefully, you know, this has helped you decide uh, if you want to kind of look into this market a little bit further. So thanks so much for listening. Uh subscribe to the podcast. Again, in the show notes, you can download the blueprint that I'm on. And I will update that with how this journey is progressing. Uh, you can find a link to the YouTube channel as well. So we'll have YouTube tutorials that sort of go through some of the some of the things we discussed on the pop podcast in a little bit more detail, sort of on a whiteboard, uh so to speak. And then this is going to wrap up this first phase Of this journey. We've done a review of everything and now we're going to get into the next phase where we're going to open an account uh, and then study a specific strategy eventually uh, with some of these uh, trading uh, environments that we can um, trade in. So uh, look forward to the next podcast. We're going to talk about um, a mindset and we'll do a recap and then we're going to jump in and actually uh, take some action and open up a brokerage account. So thanks so much for listening. Subscribe to the podcast and I will talk to you in the next episode.